Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. It is a very luxurious space, is it not, Tom Dorian? It is luxurious. It's a it's a great place for a sidekick to be. I don't know how to act. Well, it's you know so what? nice. I don't know how You've to act. You've never known how to act, so how That's is today any different? That's a good point. I shouldn't slam you like that. You act better than I do because I, I, I do mean things to you and I shouldn't. This is my public apology to Tom Dorian, you sidekick, wingman. You are a meanie. Remember That's the bologna I'm, sandwich no. episode? I'm a, yeah, right. I still haven't forgotten that. The Dorian. Or the big the big keister episode. Remember that one? Yeah, where the my other... <laughs> co-host was kind of uh, sitting lower than normal because yeah. that's the seat you were sitting in uh, but you I don't know remember what remember putting those terms but that's you know okay. what big butt called big love, heart right? that's the way I, <laughs> you've got a big heart that's all i can say tom i appreciate you My taking friend. all this <laughs> and i'm glad we're sitting on opposite side of this table so you can't it's really a long reach table me. too ladies and gentlemen i can't reach them <laughs> but maybe afterwards you'll be able to beat me to a pulp and i deserve it but uh, all that aside, yes, Tom, we have no transition. How are you going to make a segue today on this one? <laughs> today we're talking about spiritual direction. How was that for a segue? <laughs> Just jump in. Well, look, it's an important topic. And, you know, I think there's a lot of folks out there who are trying to be good people. They're trying to be good Catholics. Yeah. Trying to be uh, decent human beings. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when you're talking to guys, especially, so I'm talking to the guys in the audience. And, of course, you know the girls are going to nod their heads. But, you know, guys are, we're like knuckleheads when it comes to certain things, right? Yeah. Like, asking, like asking directions. <laughs> you're right about you that. You know, it's. It's, um, it's a guy thing. It's right. Well, you know, you can stereotype guys that way. And the only reason you can stereotype them is because it's true. That's right. So we're driving. We will drive hours. With with this sort of like gut sense that it's it's right over there. That's where we're going over there. I know where it is. I know. But have can you, you ever really done that? I I wouldn't say hours, but I I, I will I've say I have gone out of my way. Yeah, thinking that I knew where something was, and I wasn't going to stop and ask anybody. Right, because I just I'm a guy. It's terrible. It's it is horrible, especially on our wives. Yeah, no, because they're sitting there with like they're tapping their foot on the floorboards, <laughs> you know, and they got their arms crossed, and they're like going, and you're saying, put the map down. <laughs> You know, I know where this thing is. And it's a problem. So we don't take directions well. And there might be some ladies out there that have that same issue where they just don't want to be told right. anything. And that's fine uh, that we would go through our life. And if you're trying to bake a quiche or something, right. you know, I'm trying to think of a lady thing. I'm not really good at that. Uh, you know, but, but guys, you know, how many times, Tom, have we stayed up late at night, mm-hmm. especially like on Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there and we're trying to put something together. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and, and your wife will say, you know, there's a book there, right? That tells you step right. one, step two. And you're I like, don't need the book. You know, I see how this kind of goes together. That kind of goes like that. And that kind of hangs in there in that spot. And well, what's this extra thing I got left over here? <laughs> we don't do directions well. No. And yet it's important. Um, and, I, and, you know, we know that. And just by virtue of the fact that human beings have created something like the yellow pages, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the phone directory. Mm-hmm. And when it comes time, like if, if you need a lawyer, mm-hmm. if you need a doctor, if you need uh, someone to build a deck at your house, yep. you know, if you need someone to fix, you know, your plumbing, mm-hmm. you have no problem 
flipping through the phone book, finding the biggest ad you can find, you know, with the biggest phone number in it. You call that number because you're looking for some expertise, right? Right. And the problem is we as guys and, and some, some, some folks as well don't realize the importance of sort of uh, trusting mm-hmm. someone else with our spiritual life. Right. There's a, many people know um, St. Jose Maria Escriva. And he's a... It's well a, said. Yeah. Well yeah. done. That's well where the, the accent's on the last A. But, I like that. But most people call him uh, Jose Maria Escriva. Right. But it's Escriva. Right. You know? So he... can't believe it. Drew yeah, he, said that. He That's is awesome. A, he is a... Well, I got that long name, too, so it's going to yeah. be unique. It's respect. He's a guy, a uh, Spanish guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he died in 1975. Um, and uh, But he's the founder of Opus Dei. Right. Which was a movement, a beautiful... A movement in the church involving lay people mm-hmm. uh, with some clergy who were really focused on sort of finding um, uh, an ordinary life being a, a path to holiness, a path mm-hmm. to sanctity, that we would find God in our ordinary life. And so he is all about these daily works and these things that we would do and these spirituality of, of, of a daily prayer and a daily just committing yourself to God, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a thing that, that would just like an ordinary person, this is how we get to heaven. Right. He, had, he had some great things. He was canonized, by the way, in 2002 by Pope St. John Paul II. There you go. Right, and po- uh, Pope St. John Paul II, JP2, mm-hmm. said that, that Jose Maria, he, he, he should be counted among the great witnesses of Christianity. Mm. And so if... If he's good enough for JP2, he's good enough for me. There you right? go. Well, St. Jose Maria Escriba said this about spiritual direction. He said, you wouldn't think of building a good house to live in here on earth without an architect. How can you ever hope without a director to build the castle of your sanctification in order to live forever in heaven? Mm-hmm. That's a smart words. That is smart. You know, you stop and think about that. It's like we will trust, you know, our, our house, our deck, our... Uh, fixing our wash machine, whatever it is that we've got going on in the house, we'll, we'll find those experts. And, and certainly we don't want to do, like, do surgery on ourselves. Right. Right. So we need to find a good doctor. And we're not going to go and represent ourselves, you know, before the judge. Mm-hmm. We, we want a good lawyer, uh, good dentist, whatever. I've never tried to do my own dental work, but I could imagine it would be a total disaster. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to find those experts, those mm-hmm. people that can lead us in the right direction, give us good advice. Mm-hmm. And we're willing to pay for it. Yeah. Right. And then when it comes to eternal life, which is really the interesting thing, because that's, you know, Jose Maria says, you know, he talks about this castle of your sanctification, Mm -hmm. you know, essentially your life of holiness. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the most important thing that we have. Yep. And so we're willing to go to experts on things that are less important. But when it comes to something so important, we all start thinking, I don't really need help. Right in that direction. And that's, that's, I guess that's a, there's a sadness there. Yeah. And you know, it's, you know, not just men who don't take direction. Well, there's many people when it comes to their spiritual life that just don't think it's important. Yeah. Right. We go to mass. We, we may go to confession. Right. We may go to some Bible studies or other group kind of things like Curcio or things like that. We'll spend some time doing that. But but when it comes to the actual sitting down and talking to another human being mm-hmm. about your own holiness and about your own path to holiness. Crickets. Yeah, really. We don't do that right. very often. What's funny, you're, talk, you're relating it to a house, you know, how you construct a house yep. and mm-hmm. how you repair a house or a washing machine or something like that. 
but uh, folks will even spend money on personal trainers, business coaches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all kinds of different things in sure. their own personal lives. Except that, you're except right. that we don't we don't usually venture down that path. And I I, I just I think it's why interesting. that is. You know, I don't know, but I do know that it's important that we have one. Yeah. And and the reason why I I think I don't know why because everyone's got a different story. We all have the same story, but it's just told in different ways. Yeah. Whether it's we're, you know, we're too busy or maybe um, we just don't think it's necessary that the church would provide things like mass and things like. Maybe people are afraid to be vulnerable. Maybe. You are, because you are opening yourself up. Because, see, I, I, think we're, uh, I think we're a little insecure or we're a little afraid mm-hmm. of venturing in that path. I think that's probably the big thing that we all don't. Well, it was the biggest struggle I had yeah. to, to do that. But I think I just – the other thing is I think as we are taught even now, and it's just been in our church of late, so important that we evangelize. Mm-hmm. And we, we know that um, JP2 and that Benedict XVI all spoke of the new evangelization. And, and here is Pope Francis, and Pope Francis is living it out. Yeah. Right? And we're in the middle of this new evangelization. Mm-hmm. And so we're evangelizing. So we're taking what we have, sharing it with others. So we're, we have the good news, and we share it with others. Mm-hmm. And yet, if, we're, if we don't have spiritual direction, what ends up happening is it, it can be the blind leading the blind. Mm-hmm. right? So you're, you're not going to ask directions how to get somewhere from someone who has no idea. And then turn around and try to give directions. Yeah. How many times have you walked through? I, I love all these big. I, I spend too much time at uh, places like Home Depot and, and Lowe's and these other these these warehouses of mm-hmm. uh, home repair stuff. Right. And and that's because whenever I if I try to do something myself, I end up going 16 times back there to get the I got the quarter inch. I need the three quarter inch or, or right. whatever. I'm not good at that stuff. And when you go there and there's some like. 17-year-old kid standing there in the plumbing department or holding the wrench and saying, well, I think you're going to need this in here, you know. You, you don't feel a sense of confidence. Right. But you love it when you get there, and there's this guy that's got kind of a scruffy face. Yeah. And he's got his fingers are all dinged up oh, yeah. with scars and things from, from trying to twist things by hand without using a wrench or whatever. Yeah. And he's all cut up. He's got dirty fingernails. And, and he's going to say, look, what you're going to do, first of all, you're going to do this right here. And you're going to... Now, we live in the South, so all of our... Yeah, everybody in the Midwest is going, <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. They really do talk do they, like that exactly, down there. How do they get around? At least our... Actually, uh, they do. <laughs> so so you go there, and it's like you're so excited because here's somebody who knows what they're doing. You don't go and get advice on plumbing from from somebody who doesn't know anything about plumbing. Right. You are going to be in a world of hurt, or yeah. you're going to be a world of wet. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's going to be a bad thing. It's going to be ugly. And it's the same thing. If you're going to evangelize, mm-hmm. you've got to find somebody. You've got to be somebody... Who can evangelize? Right. We've used that phrase, uh, that Latin phrase, "nemo da quod non habet." You cannot give what you do not have. Mm-hmm. So when you evangelize, you've got to have that. Yeah. To give. Yeah. So spiritual direction is one of those things that you need, so that you won't be the lost leading the lost, the blind leading the blind. Right. Spiritual direction is going to give you direction to help your life, and so once you know that path, the be- more you know that path, the more you're able to share that path. 
So right. everybody out there right now is thinking, okay, I'm sold, Deacon Jeff. What do I do next? Oh, and this is it. So here's the answer, the simple answer. You've been waiting for it. Here's the answer. Oh, wait. I'm on the edge. We're going to take a break. Of course. <laughs> We've got to take a break. So we, we're going to be right back. Uh, but before we take that break, I do want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. So if you're looking for spiritual direction, Speaking of direction, the nice direction, go. I'm directing you to our website. Uh, but also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And, and also, I'm going to direct you to come back right after this. I'm Bester Zemsky. And this is another great moment in church history. It is the understatement of the millennia to say that the very early church proved to be difficult and trying times for believers in the Lord Jesus. Not only were they considered outcast by the Jews of their day, but Rome had obviously set her sights on the fledgling church as well. In fact, even while many of the original Twelve Apostles were still alive, countless Christians were being martyred by the Roman authorities for their newfound faith in Christ and His Church. One of the worst enemies of the early Church was Emperor Nero. The year 64 AD proved to be the height of his persecutions of Christians. This is a year that Rome burned, and two-thirds of the Eternal City lay in ruins. It is said that Nero might have set the fires intentionally so that he could rebuild the city as he saw fit, or that he simply wanted to create a reason to gain support from the Roman citizens for his persecution of the church. But regardless of why the fires were started, Nero needed a scapegoat, and he blamed the early Christians. He soon began a bloody rampage of persecution, torture, and death, the likes of which had never been seen in Rome. Many non-Christian ancient historians have documented the unusually gruesome deaths that were perpetrated on these early faithful. Many were crucified, many dressed in animal skins and thrown to wild beasts for entertainment, and tradition tells us that some were even used as human torches to light the streets of Rome. Regardless of the means of death, the Church fondly remembers each of these first martyrs. Called the proto-martyrs of Rome, their steadfast love of Christ, even in the face of a cruel death, would stand as a shining example for Christians for nearly 2,000 years. While Nero's goal was to supplant the Christian movement and stifle the growth of the church, his actions ended up backfiring. The proto-martyrs showed that they were ready and willing to share in the suffering, death, and ultimate resurrection of Jesus. This served only to inspire and motivate the persecuted Christians. In fact, the more the church was persecuted, the more it grew. No one knows the exact number of martyrs who paid the ultimate price for their faith at this time in history, but their gift of witness has made a lasting impact on the people of God. The Catholic Church has dedicated a site in Vatican City in their honor, the Piazza of the Proto-Martyrs. Their feast day, celebrated by the Church Universal, is June 30th. I'm Bess Trzemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we are indeed back in the Catholic Cafe's luxurious corner booth. Hanging. Hanging on the edge. edge. What are we going to do? What's next? How do we, what is spiritual direction all about? 
and, and stop doing that to us. Uh, I, you know what? That's my job. My job is to keep you and listening. You do to this it thing. well. You well, do it I well. try. I try. So we know that we need spiritual direction. Yes. You know, but I, I still think there's probably <laughs> some people out there that think, well, spiritual direction is only for the the poor, the lost, the stupid, the dumb, right. the uninformed. Yeah. And that they need help. Just like only sick people, sick people need a doctor, right? Yeah. But then there is also preventative care, right? That's so true. this idea yeah. that you yeah. might want to have someone who's an expert helping you to keep you from getting sick. But yeah. Jose um, Maria Escriba. Ah. Yeah. Love that. Wonderful saint. Saint Jose Maria. Mm-hmm. He also said this, and when we're talking about people who say, like, well, isn't this just for, you know, people who don't got it together? Mm-hmm. These are for people who need help. He says this. He says, you think you are really somebody. Your studies, your research, your publications, your social position, your name, your political accomplishments, the offices you hold, your wealth, your age, no longer a child. Precisely because of all of this, you, more than others, need a director for your soul. Do you think That's, he said it that way? No, I said it that way. <laughs> but these are words. I'm just trying to make him come alive. I can see that. Because I can these hear are it. important words. They are important. Because people think this is only for the poor and the lost, the forgotten, the marginalized, the people who are uneducated, right. the people who are sick and in dire need of help. The reality is he's saying, look, when you, when you think you have all that stuff, that's when you're getting ready to fall. Oh, yeah. And, and that's precisely why you need spiritual direction, to make sure that you don't get off the track, right. off the path. Yeah. That you that you uh, that you're always on the path, and you get the um, the direction you need to stay in in that uh, uh, just on your way. But also just growth too. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not just staying yeah. on the way; it's also growing and pushing yourself, challenging yourself. Yes, exactly right. So that as you proceed, you're stronger and you're you're right. more capable of, of handling. Because really, when you start getting closer to Christ in your life, that's when the devil really says. Hey, uh, I got something for you here. I think, uh, yeah, exactly. Let me let me shut you, got you that down. Under control. See if that's let's see if you can take this one. Yeah, here comes the knuckleball. Yeah, you know, and that kind of stuff happens to us. So when we when we are haughty is when we fall the hardest, right? right. Yeah. And so Saint Jose Maria is telling us that it's for everybody. Yeah. Right. So then, what's involved in spiritual direction? What what is it? Um, and and really, we'll start by saying that spiritual direction really is sort of giving over of your will, mm-hmm. right? So, as as a guy that doesn't like to ask directions or doesn't want to use the the instruction guide on mm-hmm. putting a toy together, mm-hmm. that person needs to to be humble, right? And to ask to really lower their own self glory mm-hmm. to the point where they go, you know what? I really could use some advice here, mm-hmm. or. Let me just check my advice with somebody else. Let me check my own thought process. Mm-hmm. But to do that, you've got to humble yourself. You've got to give over your will. Mm-hmm. That's not easy to do in this mm-hmm. day and age. No, it's not. No, because most people are thinking, I got it in control. And, you know, we live in a society where you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and you, right. you take care of business and you're the only guy that's, that's got your back. Yeah. Right. And so it's hard for us sometimes to reach out to others. And yet we need to. Mm-hmm. We absolutely need to, and to give ourselves over, and to really to to be willing to be transformed, right? To be changed, mm-hmm. right? We've talked about the idea, you know, of uh, of of you're never there until you're there, right? You are never there until you take your last breath. Mm-hmm. So if you think now that you're a Christian, you think now that you're going to heaven, you think now that everything's all together and you've got you're right with the Lord. 
just like we talked about, the devil's going to throw that knuckleball because he's trying to knock you off your perch. Oh, big time. Right? So so we're, we're always, as um, St. John Paul II said, we're always supposed to be in a continuing state of conversion. Mm-hmm. We're always supposed to be striving, moving forward, closer to God, and as you said, Tom, growing. Right. Right? We're, we're always supposed to be growing. We're not there. We don't want to stop. We don't want to peak. Mm-hmm. Our peak should be on our deathbed. That's exactly right. That should be our peak because yeah. that's a good place to be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's what we look forward to. So, okay, so we've all agreed it's we're going to have a spiritual director. We're going to have I'm something in. going on, right? So, Sign me up. Right. So what do we look for? Yeah. Um, do you just suddenly say, well, I guess I need to find a spiritual director. Uh, there's yeah. Bob over there. Exactly. Bob would be a good spiritual director. You know, he's yeah. kind of fun guy. We go to yeah. football games. Bob may be a great spiritual director. I don't know. Right. But we don't want to just pick a guy like us, a guy in our place, a guy that's... I'll just say it this way. We want to find somebody that we look up to, mm-hmm. not that we look next to or down to. Right. Right. It's it's like, uh, you know, you, you you don't want to be the president of the United States seeking the counsel of like a four-year-old right. when it comes to like international diplomacy. Right. Right, because you might get some bad advice. Maybe. Well, you know, also there's the heart of the child, and, and you'd get some good wholesome things. Well, you need to make friends with everybody, you know. But maybe you'd also <laughs> say steal their toys. You know? <laughs> but the point is you don't want to look down for your advice. And I don't mean that in terms of, like, a, who's higher on the totem pole and power and authority. What I mean is if you're looking for guidance, you need to look to a guide. Mm-hmm. Right, if you're going into the backwoods and you're going to be, you know, hiking for 30 days through the wilderness, you know, and, 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 and taking a canoe down some kind of raging river and then crossing over, doing all this stuff, you want to go with a guy that kind of knows the lay of the land and what yeah. the what the situation is going to be. So maybe he's been through what you've been through or are going through. Maybe he understands what you're going through, etc. So, but it's somebody you admire, someone you, and and someone you trust. Right. So find someone you trust. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to have to kind of bear your soul. Yeah. You tell them everything. Look, these are the things I'm struggling with. Yeah. Not just, well, oh, spiritual uh, direction session number one. Uh, pretty, I'm doing okay. Things are going along pretty well. Um, so I guess I'm doing all right. You know, that's not really giving this guy much to go on. Right. And And that can be problematic because if you don't, quote unquote bear your soul if you don't kind of lay yourself out there there's nothing to work on because mm-hmm. we don't we don't know the truth the reality mm-hmm. and so it's going to be someone you trust someone you would be able that you would put your life in their hands and someone whose advice or direction you desire mm-hmm. you want mm-hmm. trust me i don't i don't want to go to a spiritual director that i hate and i can't stand to be with because i'm always sitting there thinking that there's some kind of pompous whatever or they know this or they you know i I, I'm not going to do well in that situation. No. Now, maybe sometimes that person's going to give us some good advice, but I think we, we are not disposed to receive it sometimes. So going to someone who is is, is trustworthy, that, mm-hmm. you, that, that you can bear your soul to, you can open up to, and someone whose advice you, you want, someone you admire, someone you look right. up to. Maybe they've been through all this stuff before and they can give you some, some good direction, but maybe they just they need to understand you. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't want generic advice. So as you're talking, I'm thinking priest. Man, you're thinking right. Is that exactly. kind of natural? No. Well, you know what? I think naturally some people get a little worried about going to a priest. Really? Well, because two reasons. One is sometimes priests are really busy. Yeah. And they sit there and they give the impression while they won't say it. They give the impression like, 
I don't know. I got to go do this and I got to do that and go that. And, and you want me to sandwich an hour in with you, you know, yeah. once every so often. Yeah. And it's like uh, they may give you that impression because a lot of these guys are really pulled in many different directions. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's that. But there's also like, I don't know. I just don't want to tell this guy everything. Yeah. And he's a priest. He's so holy and he doesn't experience this stuff. And I'm going to sit there and tell him what a schmuck I am. Yeah. You know. And the reality is your first inclination to go to a priest, that's a good one. Yeah. And, and I say, preferably, it's a priest. Now, the reasoning I say that, mm-hmm. you can have spiritual direction from pretty much anybody. You can get good advice from pretty much anybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I, I like the idea of a priest being a spiritual director because when you're bearing your soul like that, you're inevitably going to be talking about your sin life, your life of uh, when, you, when right. you turn your back on God. Yeah, so confession. So once you've, like, bared your soul to, to, to whoever yeah. it is, yeah. you might as well say, hey, by the way, can I get a little bit of absolution? That's exactly right. Can you reach into your back pocket there and do that to me, give that to me, and offer that grace that God offers through, yeah. uh, through you uh, as the conduit of, of grace and, and the sacrament of confession? That's actually a cool thing. That's some potentially really serious Powerful. growth. So as exactly, and so you know as, I mean? as as you admit your sinfulness, as you as you realize your your problems and where you easily get lost or distracted in life, and the, and the, and the spiritual director is kind of helping you along. It's so nice to have. Oh yeah, right. So how often do you go to this person? Um, you know, you you might want to start more often than not. Mm-hmm. Some people go like quarterly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we've got busy lives or whatever. We just want to kind of keep on track. But maybe you start by going like once a month or whatever and kind of get some ideas and get things going and see how that works out. But also you, you may have to find several different spiritual directors at the beginning to find the one that clicks with you. Some trial and error. I went through six right off the bat. Did you really? Yeah, I guess I'm a difficult little case. But the point is, you know, yes, the first guy talked all about himself. The second guy didn't really know me that well, maybe because I didn't reveal myself. But we didn't get really along. We didn't communicate in the same way. The third guy, you know, you start, I go through this list of reasons. Some of them may have been my fault, but the reality is you have to keep going. The Holy Spirit's going to help you find somebody. Yeah. You know, and that's what's so cool. And so understanding that, Going to a, a spiritual director who knows you mm-hmm. uh, and really who, who cares about your very soul and you in particular, that's powerful. Huge. Can it be somebody other than a priest? I think it can, mm-hmm. but really there's great benefit to having a priest be your, yeah. your spiritual director. Yep. So hopefully people see if you want to be an evangelist and you don't want to be the, the blind leading the blind, that you have great sight, you have great vision. Mm-hmm. You know, God gives you this great impulse of, of grace and his very life in you that you can share with others that great and good news that we're called to give to others. Well, we got to have it ourselves. And sometimes, you know, we get, we get lost in the world. We get lost in time. We get lost in space. And I'm getting ready to start quoting TV series theme songs <laughs> here. But, but we know we need to be found. And once we're found, we can, we can lead others there. Amen. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father. Yours is the light of truth that guides us to a life of holiness. Send your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that we may always know in which direction to take our next step as we daily make our way to an eternity spent praising you in heaven. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association 
and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stein, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.